Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from Speaking to Empower, and I wanted to bring a, another podcast episode to you from Marketing Motivations. And folks, today is going to be like a double day Thursday, because I missed yesterday due to my uh, exterior appointment activity. I couldn't um, make time for the podcast. So today, you're going to get like two for one. And I'm not going to charge you nearly as much as you think I am. That's what's even crazier. So stay tuned and stay awake for our podcast up ahead here. The first item of business comes from Bishop Fulton Sheen. Uh, He was a very dynamic bishop ahead of his time back in the 50s. And he said the real test of a person is not how much they love their friends, but how much they love their enemies. And I'm sure some of you have heard that before. But what I challenge you on is the term enemies. You know, some of us are nicer to strangers than we are our own families, whether it be our parents, children, spouse, close friend, you name it. But in in all sincerity, sometimes it's easy to treat people we don't know better than we treat those that we know very well. Um, But in a certain respect, what Bishop Sheen was getting at here was, you know, those that we get along with, it's easy to show them love. It's easy to show them uh, compassion, help. But those that we don't get along with, you know, and those can be people that are on a rival um, sports team or something, you know what I mean, that root for a different team than you. Uh, some construe those folks as enemies, for crying out loud. But it's very important to treat them uh, with compassion. You know, I'm almost o- over-the-top friendly, you know what I mean, <laughs> that uh, people almost have to do a double tick. Like, why is this guy waving to me, you know? Uh, but it's it's enjoyable, and it's nice to develop relationships um, from, you know, just passing someone on the street, you know. So that's that's my my two cents. And no man discovers anything big unless he first makes himself small. In other words, nothing big is going to happen until we have humility. Yes, you can make it big on certain things and, and, and ride, the, ride the wave, but eventually uh, the wave comes to an end. And if you truly want to make it big, you're going to have to uh, bring yourself to a smaller level 
kind of like Jesus said, you know, uh, I wash the disciples, the apostles' feet, act as a servant, as a humble maid. That's what we need to do to other people, is to be servants of them, especially our, our clients and our customers and, and those that work for us. You know, treat them with the respect that they deserve. So you, you can't go wrong. Just like you can't go wrong by offering more in value than you do in cost. That's what you should be doing anyway. Uh, the insight of the day yesterday. Happiness does not lead to gratitude. Let me say that again. Happiness does not lead to gratitude. Gratitude leads to happiness. You know, and, and that's what we have to realize and understand is every single day of our lives, we should be going through a gratitude exercise where you physically write out one through 10 and write down what you're grateful for that day. And it can be something that's going to happen in the future from your positivity. And it's something great to look back and reflect on later on in the years past. So get yourself a gratitude journal. Get yourself a journal. Uh, write some neat quotes that I provide you, that you read, that you come across. And every morning, write down something that you're grateful for. And at the end of the day, you can reflect on it, or you can even do one step better than that. You can have a reflection of your whole day and find out the one thing that you are most grateful for from that day. I do that every single day. You know, usually walking the dog around 6.30. So, you know, these are things that, that are going to help you become you and help you become happy. And once you become happy, you're going to have a lot easier time becoming rich. Just remember that. I was interrupted by a phone call. And I accidentally answered it um, because I changed the setting on my phone to for the screen not to sleep. But anyhow, why do I get into such detail? And the, the recording was that there's a problem with my Verizon wireless bill, which leads me to believe that it's another scam. And she got on the line. I asked her name. Ashley and I said Ashley my name's Paul uh, and she's like how can I help you today I said I just want you to know that I'm going to be praying for you tonight and she's like thank you very much and she hung up the phone you know so they must know that they're scam artists you know and they're just gonna get some poor soul to fork up some money which is very troubling to me, but 
we don't focus on what's troubling. We focus on what's beautiful and what's forthcoming. That's important. That's why we don't watch the news or read the news or focus on any of the death and destruction in this world because it's not going to fulfill us by any means. Uh, yeah, it's going to inform you, but I think you're a better off person not being informed directly from the news and somebody by, and then somebody else can tell you, you know, because you're going to find it one way or the other, find out. But again, I go on another little bit of a tangent, so to speak. Uh, Father Ray, uh, in, our, in our church, he asked a very interesting question. When is a person more likely to abandon their faith? And I said, any time, basically. You know, and he went on in his homily and said that, you know, a lot of folks abandon their faith during hardships, untimely deaths, um, natural disasters, um, you know, tragedies that, that come upon someone and they feel, in a certain sense, betrayed by God. And he said that is valid, uh, but there are, is also the other equation to that where when people are doing very well, things are going great, and they don't feel a need for God. And poof, away goes their commitment to the sacraments, the church, their faith. Because they got this. They know how to do it. And that's a, a slippery slope, if not worse than the first. So be careful, folks. Hold on to your faith. Uh, embrace it. Strengthen it. That's the key. Practice it. Uh, Darren Hardy yesterday was talking about retaining and inspiring your top talent. You know, how you should set the standard for excellence. Uh, and it was a good one for me because I'm kind of a, a sports enthusiast. Uh, and Coach K from uh, Duke University, which we spoke about the other day, uh, there were some, you know, additional insights from him. You know, and Coach K never dreamed of being, you know, an Olympic coach or a championship coach. But he focused on being better in bringing excellence out of himself and everyone that he coached, you know, and, and that's, that's how you get to where you want to be. Uh, you don't become a, an NBA superstar by saying, I'm going to be an NBA superstar. That's fine to say that, don't get me wrong, but to practice the basics and to practice the, the little things that no one really wants to focus on. That's what gets you ahead. And he also mentioned about developing players that have talent to work with a process which makes them a team. So it's, it's developing a player in his, in his physical talent, but also developing a player to be part of a team to make him a better teammate, which will make him a better player. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. 
Okay, I received another phone call. I don't know what it is about this podcast, but I got another phone call. This time it was from the Special Olympics, and it was genuine. So I made a donation. You know, we got to do things like that. You know, we have to give back. When giving back, it comes back to us in return, and we don't know in what shape or form. But I'll tell you, it does feel good to be nice to someone on the phone when I'm sure they're bombarded with hatred sometimes. But nonetheless, I don't think many people pick up the phone like like myself. But anyhow, getting back to Coach K uh, and with developing players, you know, he says, if you don't think you're going to lose, you don't prepare enough to win. That's exactly what he's saying. He said, if you go into a game not thinking you're going to lose, then you haven't prepared enough to win. And that's that's a, a good point. Um, and I listed try this on for size. You know, I'm sure we've heard this before, but hard choices equates to an easy life, and easy choices equates to a hard life. In other words, you know, you make those hard choices. You eat the salad. Uh, you run the extra mile. Uh, you know, that's going to provide you um, a better physique, an easier uh, physical life, so to speak. Um, the easy choices of, say, cake and junk food and not working out may equate to a hard life. Uh, in a physical sense, healthy sense, whatever have you. But from a work standpoint, it's doing the hard things. It's not checking email, it's checking for prospects. You know what I mean? It's doing things that you don't want to do. Uh, and that's and that's the key. Um, just so you folks know, you might not have been aware of this, smiles are the receipts from the gifts of kindness. Yeah, I think that's that's accurate. Today's Darren Daly was how to position yourself for success. And what Darren says is you need to find your thing. You know, and he says, here's how. You know, how to find your passion. And I don't think many of us really know our passion in life. Some do, some may, but I would, I would dare to say the majority don't know what their passion is in life. So ask yourself, what are you uniquely qualified and positioned to do? You know, what do you... What are your strengths? What are you gifted at? What what do you like? You know, you may like golf, but you may not be good at it, you know. But, you know, what do you have uh, a passion for and an innate ability to do? You know, everyone has a unique talent. And quite frankly, um, all of us probably have at least a half a dozen uh, unique talents. But that might be overstating things, but even three. So all, all we're asking for is one. 
You know, what's your unique gift that you have? You know, and think of it this way. Look at your shortcomings in life. Look at your disabilities. Look at your uh, problems. You know, for me, it would be my recent diagnosis to bipolar. You know, I'm using that as a, um, not so much a crutch, but as a, as a sounding board and as a springboard to uh, help folks that not only struggle with mental health, but that struggle with, you know, stress, anxiety, frustration, impatience, fear, whatever have you. You know, who doesn't struggle from any of those? And if I can find a way to, to bring out the best in someone else to help better themselves, what do you think's going to happen? You know, they're going to probably help other people because of their, the way that they feel. But if someone is down and out, and is just depressed like I was so badly for two summers, you're not going to want to do much of anything but want to die. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I felt. So, anyhow, um, turn to your talents and your gifts and, and make them profitable. It can happen. You know, you just have to think of the way. You know, think of who you want to benefit. You know, who you want to hear your message, who you want to do business with. And that will be a great starting point for you. And the insight of the day today, it says the foolish man seeks happiness in the future. Excuse me, in the distance. The wise grows it under his feet. You know, and as I just alluded to by accident, you know, it's basically saying the foolish man is one who seeks for happiness, you know, in the future. The wise one is doing it now. You know, seek happiness now. Don't seek when I get this and this and this done, I'll be happy. Oh, when I accomplish this, this, and this, I'll be happy. Be happy now. Be happy laying in a pile of poop. You know, figuratively speaking, of course. But if you can be happy in your, you know, your your worst times, um, you can be happy anytime. And sometimes happiness is not a feeling. That emotion is, 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 not, is not a feeling to you at that point. But it certainly can be a decision. And you can decide to be happy, to love, to, to, to have uh, joy, compassion, generosity. You know, those are decisions as well. So I, I tell you that to tell you this, that... When you get down in the dumps and you're really, really depressed, when I was clinically depressed, I don't want to say it's too late. It's never too late. But it's really difficult to get out of that. It's not an easy thing. You know, it's like getting yourself 
50 pounds overweight and having to remove that weight as opposed to being 10 pounds overweight. A little bit easier. So do things in your life that prevent you from going down a slippery slope. And you have checkpoints along the way. Yeah, you have to have those checkpoints. You know, what is what you're doing providing you happiness? Is what you're doing providing your spouse happiness? And if not, why? You know, my wife, you know, is is challenged by the fact that I'm, you know, doing podcasts and Facebook um, interviews and, and, and all the sorts when the cash register, so to speak, really isn't ringing. You know what I mean? But it's, it's setting the, the groundwork. And, and that's what we need to make sure that, that we're doing that. Um, but, you know, there's times when you may need a, a reset, restart. And find a different way and then eventually come back to it or just not keep it on the forefront, just always study the, the de- personal development is what I call it for myself uh, because you always need to be developed personally no matter what job you're in. So that's, that's my, t- my take on that. Um, Matthew Kelly says, you know, it's one thing to underestimate ourselves, but a whole new category when we underestimate God. You know, underestimating, us underestimating ourselves is bad, is not good, because we have potential that we don't even realize, and we have to believe that. But when you underestimate God, you know, you're underestimating something you know absolutely nothing about. You know, you say, how can you move a mountain? It can be done if you have faith in God. But let's not talk about moving mountains. Let's just talk about moving you and getting you to where you need to be. in in helping you out because a better you is a better everybody else truly you see things in a different light I'm living proof of that and it's so much so that I'm you know studying this material every single day and becoming a, a consultant for it a mentor an advisor you know you name it you know, there is just great, great message here. And with understanding comes repetition. The more we r- repeat something, a book, a video, you know, we'll have a better understanding of it, much better understanding of it. And another question that uh, I have here is what's your limit of love believe matthew kelly 
ask that. Um, you know, your, your limit of love is going to vary for, for different people, but, you know, what I want to share with you is we need to love everyone. And what that means is we don't need to like everyone, but we need to love everyone. And, and having that, um, that mantra, you know, ingrained within us is going to help us be uh, better people. You know, it's, it's simple to answer. You know, love is limitless. But when a neighbor um, betrays you or does something wrong or hurts you, offends you, you know, it, it's, it's tough to embrace. It is. Don't get me wrong. But we need to um, deflect it in love and have love take over. It's very difficult for my wife, um, but, you know, she's a, not that she's a resentful woman, but she, um, you know, you cross her, you know what I mean? She, that's it. You're on the list, so to speak, you know what I mean? Which is too bad. But, you know, we're working on that just as she's working on me for all my faults. And uh, the best way to predict our future is to create it, right? You know, we want to create what we want to be. We want a good future. We need to go do good things. You know, it's as it's, it's simple as that. What we do today uh, takes care of tomorrow. At least sets the groundwork, that is. And lastly is hope. Hope is the first step in becoming positive-minded. You know, most people forget about hope. They think hope is just wishy-washy. Oh, I hope I get a good job. And, and again, if it ends there, yeah, it probably is a little wishy-washy. But hope is the first seedling that goes into our minds to produce a thought, to enact a feeling, to cause an, uh, an action, and to give us a result. So, you know, think about hope as in hopeful. To be hopeful, to be positive is, is the best thing you could ask for. And that's about it. You know, I don't know if this is my last podcast for a while. I think I'm going to be uh, shutting things down for the time being. And, um, you know, my two listeners are going to be upset. But, <laughs> but, but aside from that, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to get through things. And I will, I'm sure, pop up in some other way, uh, in some other venue. So until then, be well, stay well. God bless you guys. Bye-bye now.